Welcome to the global phenomenon, Surviving the Survivor, where we bring you the best guests in all of true crime. What's up, STS Nation, and welcome to another episode of Surviving the Survivor, the podcast that promises to bring you the very best guests in true crime. And if you were following us late last night into the wee hours, you know that Donna Adelson, the matriarch of the Adelson family, was in fact arrested. And uh, Tim Jansen uh, breaking the news this morning that it was reportedly on a trip on her way to Vietnam via Dubai. Uh, Tim, do I have that correct? This is a, a multi-layered onion, the story. We're coming on live now. Uh, and a quick programming note, we're going to be back live at 5 p.m. Eastern with a full regular show. Right now, we're going to go over some new details. We also have some news regarding Wendy Adelson. But first, Tim, uh, very quickly, you and I did Court TV this morning, yep. and uh, you reported, and I think the Tallahassee Democrat reported, that Wendy, uh, that Don Adelson, excuse me, was intercepted as she was trying to flee the country on her way to Vietnam via Dubai. Do I have that right? That's correct. Um, that's been confirmed by the Democrat. They had an interview with Jack Campbell. The important part of that is 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 twofold. One, the state attorney knew ahead of time that the flight was taking place. Two, the state attorney did some information with law enforcement about getting extradition from Vietnam and how difficult and cumbersome it can be. And three, he had enough time to make the decision to go ahead and arrest her. And FBI, FBI agent Pat Sanford, who's detailed in Tallahassee, was able to be at the airport in Miami and to be there when she was stopped and arrested and taken into custody. So this has been, my understanding was they had a, a, a hit on the travel list and it came up and Jack had to make that decision and he did. Um, you are looking, by the way, at uh, the mugshot from last night of Donna Sue Adelson along with the arrest form. Um, bond was denied. We have the first appearance video. I'm going to play that in a moment. Um, but you see this comment here, uh, right here, Wendy next. Uh, and that's why we're coming live. We were planning to come live at 5 p.m. Eastern time. But Tim Jansen, who's gone from a criminal defense attorney to intrepid reporter, has some reporting, believe it or not, on Wendy Adelson uh, at 11.26 a.m. on this November 14th, the day after Donna Adelson uh, was arrested, one week after Charlie Adelson was convicted of first-degree murder. Tim, what can you tell us about what you're learning about Wendy Adelson this morning? Well, as I've been saying on this show for your the people who subscribe, I've been telling you there's twofold problem with prosecuting Wendy. One was that they had very little evidence. Two, they had some exculpatory evidence uh, in the tape recordings. But three, I've been harping on this the whole time. Um, the use immunity, she was given derivative use immunity, which means, and it's not just use immunity, it's derivative use immunity, and there's a difference. That means that immunity, anything she says, cannot be used to go find leads. So if she testifies to something, they can't take what she told them and then go find leads and use that against her. They have to prove that it's completely independent 
from from her. And there's a Castigar is is a a well-known Supreme Court case. There's been a recent Supreme Court case, and there's been cases in, in 40 years ago that said use derivative use immunity is almost like it, it incorporates the Fifth Amendment, and it's really hard to get around. So I've been telling you this. Uh, I've been doing this story. I've been on these things. I've been and I've been I've reached out, someone reached out to me this this morning, a few minutes ago, and told me that Wendy consulted with a lawyer in Atlanta who specializes in Castigar issues. They gave me a name. I can't confirm it. But at Wendy Adelson last week consulted with an attorney that specializes in Castigar. So I haven't confirmed that, but the source is a good source. And it would lead one to believe that Wendy is concerned and she's preparing to, if this moves forward, um, that she's preparing to use Castigar as a defense. And I think it is a hurdle for the state. I think it's a big hurdle for the state, never mind the other issues that the exculpatory tapes. Um, and that's why I think Wendy will not be charged anytime soon. And uh, you've got a very savvy criminal defense attorney and uh, me who doesn't know anything about the law, which is good. So I can ask <laughs> him some questions. So sure. uh, what, Tim, what Tim is referring to is the Castigar rule. Uh, this is the latest development. As Tim just said, according to his sources, Wendy Adelson has reached out to an Atlanta based attorney who's an expert in Castigar. Uh, you might ask, what is the Castigar rule? It's Castigar with a K, and it is, I'm um, reading this right off uh, the web here. A state witness may not be compelled to give testimony, which may be incriminating under federal law, unless the compelled testimony and its fruits cannot be used in any manner by federal officials in connection with a criminal prosecution against him, or in this case, against her, Wendy Adelson. So, Tim, just to break this down, kind of the idiot's guide to Castigar, uh, and I'm the idiot, not you. Yeah. Wendy testified in multiple yeah. trials, but obviously she testified in this most recent trial. Her strategy in going to a quote-unquote expert in Castigar, which is a Supreme Court precedent case, Right. Is so the state can basically not use. So she basically handcuffs the state so they can't use anything that she said against her in a future trial. Is that part right? So if I'm the lawyer, I'm not an expert in Castigar, but if she comes to me, I say, give me all your transcripts of all your testimony. I would then try to find and weave everything she said, every answer and question and say, you can't make derivative use of this, this, or that. So basically, I would try to prohibit the state from entering any evidence against Wendy that she we can say she testified in court. Um, and that's derivative use, meaning you you can't say what she told you, like um, so-and-so did this. They can't go to that witness then and find out that witness because that witness came from her. And I'll give you an example of a case I did. I had a guy that had full immunity and the state wanted, wanted the body. So I gave them, we, we provided where the body was located. But because the way the immunity was written, they could never introduce the body because it came from my client. 
And if they can't produce a body, they could never prove there was a murder. Because first you have to have a body, then you have to say it was a murder. So they can never prosecute him because all that evidence came from him. What the lawyer will try to do is say that everything that Wendy testified is protected and the state has no other evidence. And then the, the state will have to independently prove to a court that it didn't come from Wendy or derivative use, which could tie this thing up for years in appellate court rulings. Wow, that's super complicated. Uh, it's high-level chess lawyering. Uh, Eric Cartman here uh, to you, Tim Jansen. For Tim, can you please name one piece of evidence that the state attorney's office only knows of from Wendy Adelson's testimony? I can't think of a, think of a single thing. We need specifics. Anything off the top of your head, Tim? Well, I, I can't say right off the top of my head. Um, yeah. I mean, she testified three times. I watched her last testimony. Um, and, and, and what do they have against Wendy? I mean, I can tell you one thing they have. They asked her, did you drive by, right? She says no. Well, they can't use that in the trial against her unless they're going to impeach her for perjury. You know, she could argue, hey, that came from my, my testimony. You can't use that against me. Now, they have independent witnesses. I think they could prove that the officers and the um, cell data will show she was in the area. Um, but there's a lot, I mean, a lot of questions they were asked, and I can't tell you offhand, but it is a problem. And it, or I won't say a pro- it is a hurdle, okay? It's a hurdle they have to get over. And first of all, what do they really have against Wendy? Really, the only overt act they really have is her allegedly driving by the crime scene and not checking on the family or checking on her kids. And two, um, the whole conversation with Jeff Lacasse, where are you going to be like the old set him up? But they don't have her on any tapes talking. They don't have her any tapes with Meg Bonowell. They don't have any of that against her. And then you have recordings with uh, Donna and Wendy saying she doesn't know how lucky she is. She didn't know how lucky she is. And when the bump happens, Donna says to Charlie, who does this involve? Probably the two of us. That's really strong inference that the two of them did it without Wendy knowing. So you you add that together with the Castigar issues, and I just think it's problematic. Now, can they get over it? Maybe. But it is a problem, and I think, I don't know if Wendy watches his show. I know her lawyer does. Uh, I know her lawyer is well aware of the Castigar issues, and it would be consistent with what I'm hearing that she's reached out to an expert in Castigar who may then contact the state attorney, Georgia, and say, hey, listen, I've been retained. you got a lot of issues here to prevent charges being filed. This is all conjecture, speculation. I just received information. I can't confirm it, but it would not, it'd be, it'd be prudent on her part. And uh, so the headline here, if this is in fact true, and uh, this is coming from a very uh, credible source, Wendy was seeking the advice of an attorney in the Atlanta, Georgia area regarding a very specific issue known as the Castigar rule, Castigar with a K, which is a Supreme Court uh, precedent ruling uh, that basically revolves around the immunity that Wendy was given. And it looks like she is trying to ensure that if she was indicted, charged, arrested in this crime, that essentially 
her case would be held up in uh, appellate issues because of this Castigar rule. Um, But Tim, is it fair to say that by doing that, Wendy Adelson is certainly aware that uh, the long arm of the law could be coming to get her next? It seems like she is definitely concerned at the the least, right, Tim? I agree. If If she's doing that, she or her lawyer or someone watching this show or family is gonna is preparing like okay let's prevent this from happening this guy's mentioned this castigar maybe we should who's the best castigar maybe we can prevent this from happening now the question on the screen what if wendy lied during the testimonies she could be prosecuted for perjury that immunity does not protect you from perjury now when i drafted the immunity that i had in a case i put in there normally if you lie your immunity deal can be stricken but what i had I put in language, if the person lies, only that part that was a lie is no longer protected, but the rest of the immunity is still covered. And the state didn't see that, didn't understand it. So they could only introduce that part you lied about. It didn't throw out the whole deal. Um, this is these are this is fine, complex issues. I think that's exactly the reason why they didn't give a subpoena to Donna and Harvey to interview them because they didn't want this issue to come up. They knew they were going to charge them. Uh, Jude Miranda here, Tim, I'd like you to respond to this. By the way, uh, that photo you're looking at is from this morning, Donna Sue Adelson in what they call a turtle suit or a Ferguson suit. Uh, That is put on um, people who are in custody who they fear could self-harm to protect her from hanging and other things. Uh, but she had her first court appearance. We have the video. We're going to play it in a moment. And Tim is going to break that down. And then at 5 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to be back with a full panel to discuss all this. The reason we're coming on now, Tim Jansen just getting information that Wendy Adelson uh, was contacting an attorney specializing in this Castigar issue, which is a Supreme Court case uh, that would basically uh, work to protect her uh, from possible um, use of any of her testimony in any of the trials. It's basically a legal tactic, high-level chess here uh, that she's trying to incorporate. But the the real um, headline here, the real thing to take away from this, Wendy Adelson is feeling the heat, no doubt. Uh, she feels the pressure. Her brother was just convicted on first-degree murder charges. Her mother is now in custody And uh, there is no doubt that Wendy Adelson is feeling that pressure and uh, has reached out to this special attorney in the case that she is indicted and charged here, which has not happened yet, but is possible. Tim Jansen, uh, Jude Miranda. So another way of what you're saying is Wendy's going to get away with murder. Just great. Would you like to address that, Tim Jansen? Well, I don't want to say Wendy's getting away with murder because I haven't seen sufficient evidence that's admissible in a courtroom that would convict her beyond a reasonable doubt. Uh, I know there's another lawyer that comes on this show, and it's not about him and I. I'm strictly looking at the evidence. I'm taking it from a non-emotional standpoint. Do I think Wendy's a bad person? Yes. Do I think maybe she knew? Maybe. But that, that's all speculation and guess. You have to have physical, tangible, direct, or circumstantial evidence. And it, it's just not there. Um, 
if they had enough against Wendy, don't you think they would have charged Wendy? I mean, these people, Georgia's a serious prosecutor. This is a serious case. Do you think that she would have given her immunity if they were close to prosecuting Wendy? I mean, you have uh, to look at this and, and think about it before you just react emotionally. Tim, let me play devil's advocate. Um, what about uh, circumstantial evidence that she was near the crime scene as it happened? Could be argued that she was making sure, uh, you know, that that the the crime was committed. Um, what about Jeff Lacasse's testimony that, in yeah. essence, Wendy was trying to frame him? Is that enough circumstantial evidence, do you think, in some people's eyes? In some people's eyes, it is. And I can understand that. I think that is certainly it shows some a level of involvement or knowledge. But where's the overt act? What, driving by the crime scene? What is that? What did she, what did she, what did she do to make the murder happen? Right? A, a conspiracy requires two people to commit a crime. What did she do? She drove by after. That's not evidence of involvement in a crime, right? It's certainly suspicious, and it could be accessory after the fact, but it's not, I mean, you know, I'm not saying I don't want Wendy charged. I'm just saying I don't think they have the evidence to do it, and now they've saddled themselves with this uh, castigar issue, which makes it a little more difficult. Now, Georgia may have more evidence than I know, or she has a lot more evidence than I know because I'm not working the case. I'm just watching what I've seen on TV. I'm looking at the legal issues from an outsider as defense lawyer and as a former prosecutor. I'm telling you these issues are legitimate. And I, I think it's confirmed by the information I'm receiving that Wendy's looking for a castigar expert. Uh, Adam Lamparello, who is an attorney, is weighing in here. Um, keep in mind, these are all opinions, but Adam says there is nowhere near enough evidence to convict Wendy. She will not be charged. We have had attorneys on the show who say that she will. Uh, so there's obviously a healthy debate going on. Um, this is an interesting point, and then we're going to get to that first appearance video. But Tim Jansen, they have uh, Luis Rivera, your friend, Monica Jordan's client, Luis Rivera. Um would he be enough? Or let's say Charlie wants to cut a deal with the state. He doesn't want to spend uh, the rest of his natural life in prison. What if he turned on Wendy? That obviously changes the whole playing field, doesn't it? I don't know what Lewis has other than he said they're doing it for the lady, right? Yeah. I don't think he had any firsthand communications with Wendy. He says he saw Wendy on the street that day and, and, the, that the evidence that doesn't pan out. It, it, he didn't. Um, I mean, trust me. If Luis Rivera was able to implicate Wendy, uh, he would have been he would have been testifying, and Wendy wouldn't have been testifying. This is spam. It's driving me crazy. Oh, is that you or me? It might be me. <laughs> let me, let me, it might be me. I think it was me. The first well, one was me. Uh, well, yeah. Telemarketers. Um, uh, so Tennis Girl here, Tim, says, do you think there are wiretap calls between Donna and Wendy that we haven't heard? Uh, we just don't know. But what do you think? You know what? That's possible. That is possible. But if they were incriminating, why would they have kept them out of the trial with Charlie? Because they're alleging they're co-conspirators. But that there, there may be calls. Um, but remember, Donna and Charlie were talking in code to each other. 
do you think that Donna would not have been talking in code with Wendy? And the state has all those calls. They record them all at the same time. So I, if they do, that's great. But, you know, you have to look at the evidence from an objective. And if I'm the prosecutor, I'm not going to charge her because I think she knew or I think she had knowledge and I know she wanted it to happen. That's not the basis for prosecuting a case. You got to believe you have enough evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. We don't just charge people to make them go through a trial and bankrupt them. That's not what the system's about. That's not what Georgia Kappelman's about. That's not what Jack Campbell's about. They took the prudent step of arresting Donna. It took a while to arrest Donna. Look what it took to arrest Donna. And they have certainly a lot more against Donna than they do Wendy. And look how long it took to charge her. It took her fleeing to Vietnam on a one-way ticket to arrest her. Uh, Joy Mullis with the same type of question. Do you think that there are recorded calls that involve Wendy that they're keeping close to the vest? It's interesting because Donna's literally wearing a vest right now in that (laughs) photo. Uh, Time will tell. Uh, Courtney and Tim can speak to this. George is calculating, and I think she has a plan. Um, if If you were a betting man, uh, Tim Panton, yeah, would you say that Georgia Kappelman has stuff close to her chest that we just don't know about that will be revealed that might blow this wide open? Uh, she might, but you know what? Georgia had to make the decision when she gave her the immunity, the use immunity, derivative use immunity to testify in the first trial because they wanted to get what? They wanted to get the shooter. Then the second trial, then they wanted to get Catherine Magbanoa, okay? Then the third trial, they wanted to get Charlie. Each time she decided to give her the same uh, derivative use immunity, she would have had all that information prior to the first trial, but she still decided to use Wendy Wendy to get motive, right? Her whole purpose was to get motive for the killing. Uh, And so Georgia is a very smart prosecutor, very calculating prosecutor, and she's made a decision. What evidence do I have? Okay, we're going to start here which they did. They started with the shooters. They did the bump, which worked perfectly well. They got the conspirator. They got Magbanoa, and then they charged Charlie, and now they've got Donna. They're moving up. Now, maybe something will break. Maybe they'll get more evidence, but I'm just giving you issues that are a problem and why Wendy has not been charged at this point. And then there's also um, also talk about these... uh, potential WhatsApp messages that they can be uh, unencrypted. There was an interesting question, Tim Jansen, and uh, it was asking, now that Donna Adelson is in custody and presumably they have her cell phone, uh, can they obtain a search warrant, look for deleted messages and things of that nature? Absolutely. Absolutely. If they arrest her at the airport, she probably has her cell phone. They can take that cell phone and then they would move to get a search warrant. Then they would down, they'd celebrate it and see if there's anything there of value. And Tim, let's say, I mean, obviously she's not a dumb woman. She probably tried to delete everything, but with technology in 2023 uh, and you celebrate, they can retrieve that. Is that right? Right. You think you delete it, but there's, there's ways of getting stuff that you thought was deleted. My clients find that all the time. And I, I find that from my clients all the time that you think you deleted it. It's not deleted. Um, let's take a look. This is about two minutes and 22 seconds. This is what they call first the first appearance video of Donna Adelson at the uh, Miami-Dade County Courthouse. This is from this morning. 
let's watch with Tim and Tim will break this down uh, after we're done watching it. Let's watch together. Good morning, Your Honor. Good morning. And, and I apologize, it is an in-state warrant. I did write out of state. <laughs> We have a busy calendar today, so. Really? Did mm -hmm. it know it was an in-state warrant? That's surprising. Hmm. Didn't she represent her before? Good morning, ma'am. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking for her name here. Ma'am, you were arrested on a warrant from Leon County, Florida. The charges are public order crimes. It says attempted solicitation conspiracy to commit a capital felony, homicide, willful, it says homicide, maybe attempted homicide, I'm sorry. Attempted solicitation or conspiracy to commit homicide. And it looks like two counts of that. So your attorney is here. Ms. Uh, Del Paso, anything you wanna say? Good morning, Your Honor. Marisol Descalzo on behalf of Donna Adelson. Uh, we are going to waive extradition to our uh, Leon County. It's an in-state warrant, which means, so basically we have a warrant from Leon County. It sounds like really serious charges. They have up to 15 days to come and pick you up. The reset date here is uh, November 29th to make sure you get picked up. So Ms. Delcazo, what you can do is reach out to Leon County, the prosecutor's office there and see if they'll agree to a bond. If they do agree to a bond, you're welcome to contact Ms. F. She can send you a sample order we use. And with that order, um, we can sign. Because I think it's unlikely there's gonna be an agreement on this case. solicitation case. Anyway. Okay, so you wanna hear something funny though? She looks like a lady that was on my airplane yesterday. What was that? Mm -hmm. Did you come look like someone on her airplane? I did not. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> she looks like a lady who's on the airplane with me, for real. Yeah. And I'm sorry you're going through all this. They have 15 days to pick you up. The reset, reset date's November 29th, okay? Thank you, Your Honor. Good luck to you. So that, that judge, real quick, is Mindy Glazer. She's kind of a legend in the Miami-Dade County area. She handles all of those first uh, appearances. Right. What's interesting about that, Tim Jansen, Donna Adelson did not utter a single word. Her attorney is Maricel Descalzo. She focuses her practice on white-collar criminal litigation, government investigations, and compliance. She has, uh, I think, counseled uh, Donna Adelson before. But, Tim, explain what we just saw there. Well, first of all, she 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 agreed to extradition, which that only is out of state and doesn't apply. It's not an extradition case where you've got to be extradited to a different state. It was the state of Florida, even though it's seven and a half hours away. Um, they do have they give 15 days for the requesting uh, jurisdiction to come get her. If they don't come get her in 15 days, then they could set a bond for her. But I guarantee you they will come get her within 15 days. I'm sure they'll probably get her before the weekend and transport her back to Tallahassee. Well, she'll have another first appearance here when she gets here. And then that judge will discuss bond. They'll probably have an Arthur hearing. That's a bond where uh, it's at the discretion of the judge. It's a serious enough fence that I doubt she'll get bond, especially when they all they got to do is say, judge, she was getting on a flight to go to Vietnam, one-way ticket, and we stopped her from playing. And she has a means and access. She's not getting a bond. 
the judge was saying that she thought that Maricel Descalzo, Donna's attorney, was on her flight last night from Paris back to Miami, um, which is interesting. Angela H., Tim Jansen, uh, these people are trying to challenge the great defense attorney. I think Tim is not giving the state attorney enough credit. I think the money Wendy got after the death of Dan Markell is motive that can be proven. I bet all in the bank Wendy will be charged. Um, Angela, I I hope you don't have a lot in the bank, first. Secondly, just because someone has a motive to kill somebody is not sufficient beyond a reasonable doubt to prosecute them. A lot of people have motive to kill people, but if they don't do the crime and they can't prove the evidence, that's not enough. You could have a case where you don't prove motive, but the evidence is so strong. You're saying all we've got is motive, but nothing else. So that's not correct. Um, She may have had motive, no doubt about it, but that's not enough to get a conviction. Um, Abby Tahaha, friend of the show, to Tim, does anyone really think there's an attorney out there right now that can win for Donna? Um, I don't want to take a cheap shot at Rashbaum. It's not him, though. I can tell you that. But do they need to bring um, this time around, Tim, uh, you know, learning from the Charlie trial. Would, I mean, I assume you'd, you, would re- you would recommend hiring a Tallahassee defense attorney for this. Well, they should if they want to get anything with the jury and the judge. Um, I thought about that in the shower today. I said, what would, what would Wendy's defense be? And I, fleeing to, to Vietnam is a, a really bad fact. Otherwise, she could have just called Charlie to the stand, right? And Charlie could have explained the extortion and said he told his mother. That's why they were talking in code. Um, but that's not going to get around. Because when you flee, knowingly flee, on the verge of the time her son just got convicted, and there's rampant calls for you to be, and you flee with a one-way ticket, that's admission of guilt, and that's going to be admissible. Jack Campbell's already said that it's going to be admissible. It's going to be introduced in her trial. Now, whether or not it's a circumstantial case, that evidence of guilt is going to be so overwhelming, it'll be really hard for Donna to fight it. Really hard. Uh, And there you go. uh, PJ, Donna Fling can be used in court. Uh, That seems to be um, consciousness of guilt to me, Tim Jansen. I am uh, am no attorney. Drew Shippey here says she was fleeing to Vietnam to escape the Latin Kings. I think she was fleeing to escape uh, prison. Uh, this is straight out of a movie. I mean, we had a guest on last night who said this. You you could not create a script. I think it was Tommy Scoville who said that. Uh, Bill Davis, super sticker. Tim, November 9th, he predicted this is how Donna would be arrested I asked a question about arresting her without a grand jury indictment. And your answer was, for instance, they could if they catch her trying to fly somewhere. Uh, So Tim Jansen hit the nail on the head there. Correct, Tim? That's exactly right. And that's what I I thought the way they would arrest her. And when I was a federal prosecutor, we did that all the time. If we knew someone that we had a target, we were getting ready to indict and we knew they were going to flee, we would have them arrested on a criminal complaint just to get them so we could indict them so they couldn't flee. Oh, I think that's my, I think that's me, Joel. I think that's me, Joel. I gotta hop off. Oh, 
I've been muted. I'm sorry. Timbo, uh, I'm going to let you run. Okay. Thanks for joining us, Tim. Thank you. Uh, that is Tim. Um, that is the perils of technology. The headline, the reason we came on today at about 11.20 a.m. is Tim Jansen, who's been doing yeoman's work on this for us, got confirmation uh, from a very reliable source that Wendy Adelson is now seeking advice from an attorney specializing in what is known as the Castigar Rule. It's a Supreme Court precedent uh, that would protect her um, in terms of all sorts of immunity from her testimony on the witness stand. And uh, so she is devising her own strategy. But the implication here is that she is extremely worried and she has reason to be. One week ago, Monday, her brother was convicted of first degree murder. A week later to the day, Donna Adelson was arrested. We now know she was trying to flee to Vietnam via Dubai. That has been confirmed by the Leon County um, Florida State Attorney Jack Campbell, who confirmed that tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern time, we are going to have a full panel on this discussing all angles of this. Uh, before we go, I'm going to play this first appearance one more time just so you guys can hear it. This is Donna Adelson's first appearance from this morning before Judge Mindy Glazer in a Miami-Dade County courthouse. Take a listen. Good morning, Your Honor. Good morning. And, and I apologize, it is an in-state warrant. I did write out of state. We have a busy calendar today, so we do. Good morning, ma'am. Ma'am, you were arrested on a warrant from Leon County, Florida. The charges are public order crimes. It says attempted solicitation, conspiracy to commit a capital felony, homicide, willful, it says homicide, maybe attempted homicide, I'm sorry. Attempted solicitation or conspiracy to commit homicide. It looks like two counts of that. So your attorney is here. Uh, Ms. Del Paso, anything you want to say? Good morning, Your Honor. Marisol Descalzo on behalf of Donna Adelson. Uh, we are going to waive extradition to uh, Leon County. It's, a, it's an in-state warrant, which means, so basically we have a warrant from Leon County. It sounds like really serious charges. They have up to 15 days to come and pick you up. The reset date here is uh, November 29th to make sure you get picked up. So. Ms. Delcazo, what you can do is reach out to Leon County, the prosecutor's office there, and see if they'll agree to a bond. If they do agree to a bond, you're welcome to contact Ms. F. She can send you a sample order we use. And with that order, um, we can try. Because I think it's unlikely there's going to be an agreement on this. It's a solicitation case. Anyway. Okay, so you want to hear something funny, though? She looks like a lady that was on my airplane yesterday. Did you come in from Paris? I did not. <laughs> I wish. She looks like a lady who's on the airplane with me, for real. Yeah. I'm sorry you're going through all this. They have 15 days to pick you up. The reset date's November 29th, okay? Thank you, Your Honor. Good luck to you. 
Uh, you got to wonder, uh, just looking at that, Don Adelson did, did not say a word for two minutes and 22 seconds. Um, this is the photo of her in that uh, turtle suit. That is to pre prevent her from inflicting self-harm. Um, you see Arwen Hardy here with that comment. Uh, not a vest, a turtle suit. I believe it's also known as a Ferguson suit. It is, again, used to prevent her from being able to hang herself or uh, self-harm inside the jail cell. You heard that it was uh, she was arrested on a warrant for attempted solicitation and conspiracy to commit homicide. There is no bond. Uh, it could be invoked by Leon County. Leon County has 15 days to get Donna Sue Adelson. Uh, presumably, she will be picked up within that 15-day period. The judge, before talking about how the lawyer looked like someone that was on her flight back from Paris, before saying that, Judge Mindy Glazer said, it sounds like, and I quote here, really serious charges. Um, again, that is not a bulletproof vest someone is asking, but that is to protect her um, from self-harm. We've been working this story nonstop. Tim and I were on Court TV this morning. We'll be back on Court TV at 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern time tonight with Vinny Politan. Please follow me on Twitter at Podcast STS. On Twitter, it is at Podcast STS. On Instagram, it's at Surviving the Survivor. I don't drink this usually, this coffee. It's making my heart jump out of my chest, but I uh, kind of need it today. We'll be back with a full panel at 5 p.m. Eastern time to continue to cover this riveting story. But we now know Charlie Adelson convicted of murder. His mother, Donna Adelson, arrested exactly one week later. And the headline from this morning's show, Wendy Adelson appears to be extremely concerned, seeking the advice of an attorney specializing in the Castigar rule, which would protect her from anything she uh, had to say on that witness stand in any of these trials, but in particularly this last trial. We will be back 5 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Till then, love you, America. Love you, Tallahassee. See you soon. Final seconds of the game. A chance to score and the chance has gone begging. If your business's commerce platform keeps missing the target on golden opportunities, Get the MVP you deserve. Get Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're a garage entrepreneur or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool that you need to start, run and grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. So whether you're selling signed football boots from Shopify's in-person POS system or you're vending vintage shirts on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are covered. And once you've reached your audience, Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout to help you turn them from browsers to buyers. What I love about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. And Shopify is truly a global force powering Allbirds, Rothies, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up 
for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash ranks, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com forward slash ranks to take your business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash ranks.